In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In preparing for the homily uh, this day, uh, I was impressed most with words from the epistle of St. Paul to the Galatians. But far be it for me to glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation, peace and mercy upon all who walk by this rule upon the Israel of God. This idea of we glory in the cross of Christ for several reasons, but today St. Paul says because we are crucified to the world and the world to us. What's this mean? Death and new life. We live by a new creation. What encourages me about this is that we are drawn, unfortunately, as people into the affairs of life. And those affairs of life uh, affect us. They affect us emotionally. They affect us spiritually. And St. Paul says, no, you're dead to those things. Those are dead things. There's no life in that stuff. You're dead to those things. So this is about death in regard to the things of this world. So we have personal issues. And we get emotionally attached to those issues. Those issues, uh, it, they, they bear in us sometimes wounds in the soul. St. Paul says, no, you're dead to those things. We may have family issues, issues that we struggle with. If you got, I'll tell you this. If you've got a family, you've got family issues. Is that right? Amen. You've got family, you've got family issues. That's what families are about, issues. <laughs> I should write a book. No, I shouldn't write a book. You all agree with that part, I'm sure. But we let those issues affect us emotionally and spiritually. St. Paul says, no, you're dead to those things. We look in our community. It's only taken us over 30 years to build a church. And we haven't even started yet, so to speak. We haven't gone up yet. We have started. Thanks be to God for that. That affects us mostly. It affects us spiritually. St. Paul says, no, you're dead to those things. We look in the world. We're coming up upon an election. There's all kinds of issues. Those things affect us emotionally and spiritually. What's St. Paul say? No, you're dead to those things. Not that we don't have responsibilities, not that we don't fulfill our responsibilities personally to our families, to our community, and to this world. No, we do. It's just they should not have exceptionally difficult, horrible, emotional, and spiritual effects on us. St. Paul says we're dead to those things. So let's read this again and then uh, make a few comments, one from St. John Chrysostom. Far be it for me to glory except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world was crucified to me and I to the world. St. John Chrysostom says this is the double death. You double dipping, you know, with you double dip with... Uh, with uh, um, chips, 
You're not supposed to double dip. Here you can double dip. Double dip. Double dip to death. The world is crucified to you. You are to the world. St. Paul says, this means that you are dead, that the world is dead to me and I, the, the things of the affairs of life. They are dead to me and I to them. Neither can they captivate me, captivate me, nor can they overcome me. They're in our life. These things are in our life. These affairs of the world in our life. But St. Paul says, because we are dead to those things in Christ, they can no longer captivate us, nor can they overcome us. Have the affairs of life ever captivated you? Have they ever overcome you? St. Paul says, in Christ, that should not be happening. That should not be happening. If they're dead, I should not desire them, for I am dead to them, says St. John. He said this is the foundation of a blessed life. To learn not to be captivated, overcome by the affairs of life. Not those things to, the, to the weigh us down, that, that, uh, that, that sway us into emotional issues, sway us into spiritual issues. This is so critical for us. So how do we understand this? Because it's not, if I could just say, okay, you're dead to these things, and you're going to go out, how, it doesn't make any sense. How do we kind of step into the reality of this? And I'll share this with you uh, again. I've done it before. Father Peter Gilquist, this really was an odd encouragement to me many years ago when I was struggling with some things and I complained to him. He said, don't worry, Father, one day you will die. <laughs> and it actually made me feel better. You know, this is going to be over. And if you look at it in terms of the long term, this is just a vapor. This is just the prelude to the book. A short introduction. The book is, hasn't been written. It's all out there for you to experience. This is the short little prelude. It's going to be done. You can get through it. God will be with you. That's encouraging. That's encouraging to us. We don't have to be captivated and overcome by this stuff. This stuff will end. This isn't going and go on forever. And I'm really glad about that. You know, when you pray those prayers for the departed in a place of brightness, a place of refreshment, a place of repose where all sickness, sorrow, and sighing have fled away, the sight of the countenance of God rejoices all the saints from all the ages, Grant them the heavenly kingdom, a portion of inevitable eternal blessings, the enjoyment of the unending life. I like that place. I love that prayer. That encourages me in, to, in today. I don't want to be captivated by the affairs of life because that's where I'm going. I'm encouraged by that. Be encouraged by your death. It's hard to think that way, but we should be. You know, the saints say, remember your death, in a sense, because we'll be, more, we'll be care, more careful with our life, but also that we know we're headed to some, a beautiful place. 
this life will be over. You're going to get through all the stuff you've, had, you've got in your life now. It's all going to, you're going to pass through it. Be encouraged by that. And secondly, what helps us in this dying to the affairs of life is that in every circumstance that we find ourselves in, when we look at how God has dealt with us and dealt with this world, he, the, the victories have already been won. The victories are, are won. In Christ, you will win. Whatever situation you're in, in Christ, you will what? Win. Game's over. You're going to win in Christ. Now, you can go out there and try on your own, and guess what? You may succeed, but you may fail. And my, my experience is if I try it on my own, I'm pretty good at failing. But if I engage the, the, the affairs of this life and, and understand that I'm not to be captivated nor overcome by them because Christ has won a victory and that in him I can pass through these things and find in that the newness of life. Those things are encouraging to us. They should be encouraging to us. That this does end and that God has won. God has won. I just, if you ever watched the game, you know the results of. It's easier. If you ever watched the game, you don't know the results of. It's harder. Are we going to win? Are we going to win? When you know you won, you're going, oh, that's okay. Drop the pass, that's all right. No big deal, we win. That's the Christian life. We win. You're a winner. 100%. As I said to the catechumens, money back guarantee. Boom, boom. Winners. Victory. In Christ. That's why we don't need to be captivated by the affairs of this life, nor overcome by them. Because Christ has won a victory. So we live by a new rule now. The rule, he says, St. Paul says, a new creation. And those that live by this rule live in peace and mercy. So if in this we gain Christ, if we gain Christ, we live in this new life, not captivated by the affairs of this world, not overcome by them, but live in the newness of this life. So that, that would beg the question, why are you here? Do you know? To gain the new life. You're here to gain the new life. To live as a new creature. To, to not be overcome by the affairs of this life. Not to be captivated by them. But to live according to this new creation. To, to gain Christ. So I come to church to gain Christ. I pray to gain Christ. I fast to gain Christ, I give alms to, I confess to, you guys are okay, that was okay, gain Christ, that's why we do what we do as Christians, because in gaining Christ, we overcome the affairs of this life, we're not captivated by the affairs of life, in fact, in Christ, we truly die to the affairs of this life. In Christ. So the, the importance of that to me is very, very critical to us. 
Let me read a quote, and I'll end with this. The Blessed Theodora. It's a beautiful quote. What is more necessary for man than God and his divine love? What's more necessary for man than God and his divine love? He's our refuge. He's our treasure. He's our food. He's our drink. He's our clothing. He's our shelter. He's our health. He's our strength. He's our happiness. He's our joy. He's our hope. And he's our trust. Strive then, my son, to gain him. For you succeed in gaining the one God, it will be sufficient for you. You will rejoice more in him than if you gain the entire world. May we gain Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.